0: Bienvenidos and welcome to Crónicas de la Raza. Welcome to La Raza Chronicles. On tonight's program, we'll bring you commentary on work for justice, former political prisoners in Chile. An interview around the Andares production talks about reconciliation and truth in El Salvador, and an interview with Diana Gameros about an upcoming concert. We'll also interview La Pena's director and hear more about summer programs that they will be offering in just a few weeks. All this and much more. To stay up on La Raza Chronicles news, you can like us on Facebook at La Raza Chronicles on Facebook and follow us on SoundCloud. Stay tuned for Noticias Sin Fronteras.
1: Buenas noches, this is Velma V. with Noticias Sin Fronteras, news headlines without borders from America Latina for the week ending May 31st. Cuba the United States has officially removed Cuba from its list of states which sponsored terror.
2: We've issued uh, this morning a, a statement uh, about the uh, rescission of Cuba's designation as a state sponsor of terrorism. It is effective May 29, 2015, and this reflects our assessment uh, after undertaking the review that was uh, requested by the president.
1: Secretary of State John Kerry signed the official order last Friday. Cuba's removal from the list had been one of its key demands— since President Obama announced the normalization of relations between the two countries back in December of 2014. Removing the terror designation lifts only some of the numerous U.S. trade barriers against Cuba, however, since ending the economic embargo requires a congressional vote. Venezuela. Last week, approximately 5,000 Venezuelans led a protest march through the streets of the capital, Caracas, demanding the release of opposition leaders Leopoldo Lopez, Daniel Ceballos, and Antonio Ledesma. The former mayors are being held on charges of inciting anti-government protests last year. Lopez released a video from jail urging demonstrators to peacefully demand an end to political persecution and censorship. President Nicolás Maduro blames the former elected officials for the 43 deaths that resulted from the anti-government demonstrations held early last year. Mexico. Thousands of Mexican teachers protested in Mexico City after President Enrique Peña Nieto announced a weakening of long-sought education reforms. Nieto's education minister announced the suspension of teacher evaluations which had been opposed by some members of the teachers' union, while other union members said that the evaluations were necessary to improve educational standards in the country. Opposition to the educational reform has been strongest among teachers in the southwest of Mexico around Oaxaca. Some protesters have threatened to interfere with Mexico's national elections, which are scheduled for this coming Sunday. Honduras. Thousands of protesters marched through the Guatemalan capital of Tegucigalpa last Friday, calling for the resignation of President Juan Orlando Hernández. Similar large protests were then held over the weekend in the cities of San Pedro Sula, Choluteca, and Comayagua. Activists are upset over the news of a purported million-dollar embezzlement scheme involving the country's social security funds. It is alleged that some of the money went towards the financing of the country's governing political party. Activist Gabriela Blen said, quote, The Social Security case is the occasion that has fed up the Honduran people and that funds from Social Security would be used to finance political campaigns has been the catalyst for this movement. The director of the Social Security Institute, Mario Zelaya, was detained earlier this month after fleeing the country. He is not related to former Honduran President Manuel Zelaya, who was ousted in a U.S.-backed coup back in 2009. Colombia. Retired Police General Miguel Massa Marquez, who was the head of Colombia's now defunct spy agency, is going on trial for his alleged role in the murder of presidential candidate Luis Carlos Galán. Galán's murder back in 1989 took place in front of thousands of people in Colombia and caused political shockwaves throughout the country when it happened. Galán had been campaigning on an anti-corruption platform and a promise to extradite drug traffickers to the United States when he was murdered. Galán was favored to win the 1990 presidential election And a key member of Galan's team, Cesar Garviria, was ultimately elected president back in 1990. Prosecutors allege that General Marquez played a role in the assassination of Galan by reducing his security detail and replacing his chief of security with someone relatively new to the task. This has been a summary of some of the latest news headlines from america latina i'm vilma v for noticias sin fronteras and la raza chronicles if you have a news item or feedback that you would like to share email us at la raza at kpfa.org
2: They say enough is enough. Supporters of one of the world's longest held political prisoners marched through the streets of Harlem calling on President Obama to grant clemency to Oscar Lopez Rivera. He's been in prison since 1981 for his connection to the FALN, an organization fighting for independence for Puerto Rico that was tied to more than 100 bombings across the U.S. in the 70s and 80s. Rivera himself was never found to be directly connected to any of the attacks. He's convicted of seditious conspiracy to try to end U.S. colonial control over Puerto Rico. Nelson Mandela was in prison for the same thing Oscar Lopez is in prison for. But he's been imprisoned seven years longer than Mandela for what many say is not a crime. In 1999, the Vietnam vet refused a pardon offer from President Clinton because it wasn't given to all imprisoned advocates for Puerto Rico's independence.
3: They have a special rule that is that you don't leave no, nobody behind. He refused to sign because there were two left. Two our cameras that were left.
2: In that time, Rivera's family has been without a brother and a father. In all those 34 years, um, we've had many deaths in our family. We've had a lot of celebrations, and he's never been able to be part of any of that. It's hard to be raised by a single mother and far away from your dad. So a diverse community has gathered around this family over the decades, standing in support.
3: We're not here supporting any political cause. We're not here saying uh, Puerto Rican supports independent or no. We are not here for that. We're here to say it's a human being that has served 34 years in prison.
2: Why? Without a pardon, Oscar Lopez Rivera is set to be released in 2023. In East Harlem, Aaron Clark, New York One.
4: is Nina Serrano with a commentary for La Raza Chronicles. First, we want to thank you, our listeners, for your donations to KPFA during our Spring 2015 Fun Drive. These are hard times, and we really appreciate it. If you'd like to donate more, or if you didn't do it during the drive, you can still do it. Do it now, online. Many of the wonderful thank you gifts are still available. Just scroll down. Wasn't there one you really wished you'd gotten? We urge you to go to kpfa.org and donate securely. We've raised additional funds using this online method. We hope to shorten our on-the-air fund drive through your online donations to cover the upcoming summer bills. Muchas gracias. we announced that there are 27,000 torture survivors in Chile today. 117 of these Chilean survivors of torture during the Pinochet regime are now on a hunger strike to demand justice, reparations and compensations. They're now in their 70s and call for international letters of support addressed to the Chilean government. If you would like to support the hunger strike before any harm comes to these elderly protesters, you could find a sample letter on our Facebook page that you could copy, print, and send. That's La Raza Chronicles on Facebook. And while you're there, you can like us. Thanks for all you do for the cause of justicia.
0: you're listening to La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza, tenemos con nosotros. We have with us Luz Mena, who is the associate director of Andares, and she's part of ABD Productions, and she is part of this really incredible show that premieres this weekend in Bay Area, and it is called Andares, a show that takes place and partners with folks from El Salvador and talks about some of the struggle that people have had in El Salvador for accountability and justice, and And really is a beautiful show with a lot of different elements. So, Luz, thank you so much for joining us.
5: Thank you for inviting me,
0: Julieta. Well, it's such a pleasure. For us, we really know that there are so many people organizing in El Salvador to really work to make things better. We know right now El Salvador is in the news a lot because of Archbishop Monsignor Romero. That is a positive news that people are talking about right now about El Salvador. But we also know that, unfortunately, most news is not so positive. So, let's take a step back. Tell us about the qué surgió, where it came out of, and what the situation is like for a lot of folks that are making art in Salvador.
5: So let me tell you how this project started. As part of ABD Productions, I was working with Anne Gleeson, the artistic Director of ABD Productions, in this project called The Forgiveness Project. She's a choreographer, and what she does is she choreographed dances that open needed conversations that may bring some reconciliation in difficult subjects. So she has worked like with Rwanda, she's worked with Russia, she has also worked here in the Tenderloin. Wherever there's a conflict and there's an impasse where a conversation is needed, she she developed these choreographies that have a different way of entry into this conflict that involves beauty and art, hopefully to illuminate the possibilities for justice, the possibilities for reconciliation. So we were working on that project and I was collecting actually personal stories about forgiveness. In this case, we were looking at like the personal complexities of forgiving or not forgiving in different cases. So I started to talk to her. I'm I'm a Salvadoran refugee, a political emigre, and so for me, the, the theme of forgiveness is a very complex one. You know, I think of everything I lost, everything, all the suffering that I went through and many people went through during the Civil War, and so I started to tell her about those complexities and how people in El Salvador that were not able to leave have to coexist sometimes with former torturers or... Otherwise, people that have hurt them or their families, their loved ones, and they just have to coexist. Have the the kids go to the same school, go to the supermarket. Sometimes even in church, you might see people that you recognize as being a former enemy. So those people have continued living. And my question is, have they forgiven? Have they actually forgiven? There's an an amnesty law that came out of the peace accords that actually exonerates anybody that did any crimes during the Civil War. And as you might know, the United Nations report after the war says that 90% of the violations of human rights came from the right wing, from the government, from the death squads, and everybody's living with them. So I say, I wonder how they deal with that. What kind of forgiveness process do they go through? And so she said we have ourselves a project. So that was March, and I was talking about it because the, uh, the presidential elections were going on at that time, and uh, the presidential candidate of the Kremlin was promising a new dialogue and ways of bringing collective memory back, etc. You know, the, I mean, legally he cannot change that amnesty law, but he thought if people start talking and at least saying what happened, that may bring a of social justice at least so this is happening in el salvador in march by june the fmln was already in power and we were in el salvador talking to people and we figured we wanted to talk to artists for the same reason that Abd productions looks for artistic ways to open conversations we wanted to speak to artists we we'll have a different way like i say a different point of entry into conflict
0: That's the voice of Luz Mena, and she's talking about Andares, which is more than just a show that's happening this weekend in the Bay Area. It's an opportunity to start a more public conversation about how do you create peace and how do you move forward after so much trauma and violence. We're talking about the situation right now to create peace in El Salvador, looking at the past, looking at the future. So Luz, we have people listening that maybe aren't going to be able to see the show this weekend. You know, I know that it's gotten such amazing response that people are hungry because even if we're not from El Salvador, all of our countries really have experienced extreme trauma. And that healing process that you mentioned of running in at the bakery into someone who maybe was on the other side and is responsible for violence that impacted you or your family, that's real. That's something that's not a Salvadoran experience. It's a Latin American. It's an imperialist. It's a colonial experience. So
5: Exactly. This is happening as a fact of life. And we have to find ways of dealing with that, processing that.
0: So what are other ways that people can continue this conversation if they're either able to attend or not able to attend the shows that are happening this weekend?
5: we're working together with different uh, Hispanic organizations so that we can continue this conversation through radio programs and also just through events that we're going to be organizing here at CIIS, maybe Mission Cultural Center. But we're thinking that we're going to continue this because there is that much of a need. What you were saying is exactly right. We want to bring the unity of struggle here. So our way of Beginning this conversation is through the conflict in El Salvador, but like you say there's many other conflicts that are going on here in the Bay Area, particularly among Hispanics, that we want to address through this topic.
0: So how do people stay connected to find out more about these wonderful avenues and opportunities to have public conversations and really see where all of our struggles are connected and see some of the similarities?
5: They should go to the website www.abdproductions.org and there's going to be a name, Malena Mallorca, or there's going to be another name there, Rebecca Chu, who are the people that are in charge of community outreach.
0: Muchísimas gracias, Luz. Is there anything else you think our listeners should know about, either about Andares or about this more about this ongoing work?
5: We all know that there are different sides to a story. We know that and we want to sit down and talk to one another. We don't want to just open old wounds like some people are saying, you know, don't open old wounds, you know, let's just get over it. We know there is a need to talk and everybody's welcome to participate in this.
0: Muchísimas gracias. Esa es la voz. This is the voice of Luz Mena. She is working with ABD Productions and they have put together this piece. And that is, hopefully people will get a chance to see it in the future. It's sold out this weekend, but they can connect to future conversations around reconciliation, around healing, around dealing with trauma and violence. And that is focuses on El Salvador, but really it's a universal story. So Luz, can you give people a visual sense? It's hard to talk about these multidisciplinary artistic dance productions over the radio, but kind of try to paint us a picture. Tell us a little bit about what Andares is like.
5: And that is started just uh, thinking in terms of choreography, because and so, the artistic director, is a choreographer. And this is the way that she has worked with former conversations. She speaks to people, like they went to Russia and they speak to Russian artists. I think that they were having some internal political problems at that time. Of course, they're ongoing. But she spoke to them and wanted to hear their different stories, their different opinions. And then she choreographed some dances that spoke to that and that somehow illuminated aspects, angles that they could not verbalize. Because sometimes we have a lot more knowledge in our bodies that we can actually articulate. And they were very thankful and a lot of reconciliation came from it. So it started like that. But we collected like 200 pages of transcribed Testimonies and stories From our collaborators And each line was so important We thought that we had to go through A big process to actually bring it down To what's currently the 12-page script And then as we read the stories We saw that they had such multiple angles So from the stories We developed the idea of having A visual installation with two Salvadorian visual artists That live here in San Francisco Vitor and Carlos Castaneda That's been here in CIA in May 15th and will be here till June 7th. It's called the Despecho, El Gran Despecho. And they talk about their experience as political emigration. It's incredibly moving. It's a it's a strong, powerful installation. And I'm also inviting everybody to come and see it. So that installation became some kind of a prologue to the actual performance. In the performance itself, there's also an installation. The performance is going to happen in firehouse in the Fort Mason Center for the Arts. And if you've been to the firehouse, you know there's three rooms, a main center room and two smaller rooms. So, and like that because she wanted to dedicate, like, one room to the memory, to collective memory, to the disappeared and the fallen, and that's called the room of memory, and that has an installation. And the second room is called Mujeres en Lucha, dedicated to all the women that have struggled in so many different ways, not just being soldiers, but also as soldiers. And then there's the main room that brings in the everyday life at the frente and at the city through the Civil War. So in each room there's going to be poetry, there's going to be acting and delivering lines by actors, singing and dancing. So that's why we call it multidisciplinary. We have marvelous musicians from El Salvador that play very, very old, you know, well, pre Hispanic actually, flutes that are more than 1,500 years old. These are museum pieces, but they actually play them because they say it's very hard to make replicas. You need, you know, actually sound engineers and sometimes even x rays to get the exact instrument, to get the exact sound. And we need that ancestral sound. We want, we're, Hooking on to that ancestral voice of wisdom to bring peace now. So that, those sounds are particularly important. We had to get a presidential permission and a Congress permission to get those flutes out of El Salvador because they're national patrimony. And here we have them. You know, people can actually see them and hear them. They play them in these dialogues and, and they're hunting. It's a powerful sound.
0: Muchísimas gracias, Luz, por hablar con nosotros.
5: Gracias a ti, Julieta.
3: Tú nos dices que debemos sentarnos, pero las ideas solo pueden levantarnos, caminar, recorrer, no rendirse ni resuceder, ver, aprender como esponja absorbe, nadie sobra, todos faltan, todos suman, todos. Para todos, todo para nosotros Soñamos en grande que se caiga el imperio. Lo gritamos algo, no queda más remedio Esto no es utopía, es alegre rebeldía Del baile de los que sobran de la danza mi amiga. levantarlos para decir Llevas, ni África, ni América Latina Se suba. con barro, con casco, con lápiz A patear el fiasco, provocar un social terremoto En este charco Del cielo al suelo y del suelo al cielo vamos. Som, 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 blanco vuelve pa' tu pueblo. No te tenemos miedo, tenemos vida y fuego. Fuego en nuestras manos, fuego en nuestros ojos. Tenemos tanta vida y esta fuerza con color rojo. La niña María no quiere tu castigo. Se va a liberar con el suelo palestino. Somos africanos, latinoamericanos. Somos este sur y juntamos nuestras manos.
4: This is Nina Serrano for La Raza Chronicles. I have in the studio today two guests from La Peña Cultural Center. One is Mariela Herrera, a singer and guitarist, and the other is Erin Lorenz. Erin Lorenz will be the new director of La Peña Cultural Center. Bienvenidos, Erin.
6: Muchas gracias por la invitación.
4: Un placer y bienvenidos, <coughs> Mariela. Muchas gracias. It's very exciting to have you both. Aaron. why don't you start and tell us about the new programming? It's interesting that you're starting at the moment of the 40th anniversary of La Peña Cultural Center.
6: It's fantastic. There is so much going on right now. We are having a major renovation of our theaters, right? And there's just an incredible lineup plan for the month of June including the summer camp Camp La Peña which has just been started this is a pilot program for just one week June 22nd to 26th and it's going to be a Spanish immersion camp with Afro Puerto Rican dance and drum bomba and plena and son jarocho and Afro Peruvian music too so many of our teaching artists have worked pulled together with us to work on this and you know it's just going to be amazing Camp La Peña do call us and I'm sure we can find room too so it's a pilot program. You can do it online at lapena.org, and you can also call us at 510-849-2568.
4: With this 40th anniversary, what are some of the highlights?
6: It's a really big lineup. This Saturday and Sunday, we're having an open house, so all of our kids' classes will be featured from 12 to 3 on Saturday and Sunday, as well as some of our adult classes like blues, dance, and our guitar classes. Sunday, there's going to be a bomba, plena and Son Jarocho Encuentro. So the two teaching artists are going to be uh, presenting their own material, but also working off one another's traditions. It's going to be really exciting. You can come hang out with me at 4 p.m. on Sunday. It's going to be amazing. This Saturday also we have our NAA-sponsored Rupa and the Fishes hip-hop and poetry performance called Beyond Dreams, which is focused on immigration. So once again, bringing arts and activism to the fore at La Pena.
4: So Rupa is going to be performing?
6: Yes, it's going to be amazing, and there will also be a panel on immigration with Rosa Clemente and David D. of KPFA, so it's going to be Exciting. really amazing event. Do come check it out. And then next weekend, we have Mario Rojas, direct from Chile, coming to show the Bay Area Cueca Brava, which is this traditional performance genre from Chile that's going through just such a major renaissance in urban centers. Excited to have him. That's going to be Saturday, June 13th. And the 12th, as you heard last week, Madeleine Tuscan is going to be performing. She's from Quebec and she has just such a haunting voice. It's incredible.
4: So there's going to be a lot of action for that week celebrating the 40th anniversary. It's really amazing, the 40th anniversary. Peña's been through so much. And you talk about the renovations. What are those going to be?
6: Well, we have put down new floors in our theaters. They were so needed, desperately needed. And You know, I've been working since I've arrived, that's been the major project. It's just been so amazing to work with La Pena volunteers. Uh, Certainly, I want to put the word out. We're looking for your help, and we have a lot of building projects. We have a blast going in there on Saturdays and Sundays, reorganizing and bringing new life into the space so it can be more useful.
4: Now, Mariela, you are one of the volunteers at La Pena. Well, when I came here,
7: 10 years ago my uncle was part of La Peña was um Horacio Mena he has been oh. in La Peña involved since I I have <laughs> raised from the beginning yeah. yes uh-huh. so um, now I'm really involved with La Peña too I start um, working as a volunteer for the children programs every Saturday morning well right now I am a children performer
4: <laughs> I'd love to hear one of your children's songs
7: thank you all our life are have been touched by La Peña because I start over there and now I'm performing all around Oakland and all the Bay Area. And I start as a volunteer. So, by the way, I want to invite everybody to be part of La Peña. It's a great place.
4: Well, will you share one of your children's sure. songs with us? Yeah. Huge. Actually, this tune
7: is for adults and children because it has a, a really nice melody. La Pajita. que era una niña de cera pero no era una niña de cera era una gavilla parada en la era Pero no era una gavilla Sino la flor tiesa de la maravilla Tampoco era la flor sino que era Un rayito de sol Parado en la vidriera No era un rayito de sol siquiera Una pajita dentro de mis ojitos será Alléguense a mirar como he perdido entera En este lagrimón Mi fiesta verdadera Alléguense a mirar Como he perdido entera En este lagrimón Mi fiesta verdadera
4: Thank you. Olé. You just heard Mariela Herrera, she's from La Peña, and every Saturday, or many Saturdays, you can hear her at their children's performances. You had a trilingual version of a song, a children's song. Can you play us that?
7: Oh, sure, yeah. Our community is really amazing because we have multicultural, so since I start to sing in Spanish for the kids, I learned how to speak English. That was easy for me. But then I started to see all the kids from different places, they were singing in Spanish. And I was like, where are you from? I'm from China. So I asked them, can you teach me something? Yi Twinkle, twinkle, little star How I wonder what you are Up above the world so high Like a diamond in the sky Estrellita, ¿dónde estás? Quiero verte titilar Bravo. I've never heard (laughs) that in Chinese before. (laughs) Thank you.
4: So, Aaron, about this multiculturalism, that seems to be a decided new direction that La Peña has taken, where it went from being very Latin American oriented with its roots beginning with the exiles from Chile coming into the Bay Area after the 1973 Pinochet coup, that it related to Latin America very much. And in these last years, it seems to have grown into a more multicultural program. Can you talk about that?
6: I've been looking through La Pena's art right now as we put together an installation that commemorates the 40th and some of the struggles that La Pena's participated in, and they are so diverse. You know, in a way, it's a sort of roadmap of a political movement in the Bay Area that was interested in many issues around the world. One was ending the Vietnam War. Uh, one was ending the war in Central America, which was being waged illegally by the United States against the government of Nicaragua, which is recognized by many, many other countries as the legitimate government of Nicaragua. As you point out, you know, there is a focus on Latin America, and I think it's a dedication to, and that that's really important to underline is, is that, you know, this is a place where you can learn what I'm kind of starting to see as uh, cultures of resistance, you know, like Afro-Peruvian cajon tradition has such an amazing uh, history and connects to slavery, it connects to the African diaspora in so many interesting ways. And it's a real soulful tradition, and you find that in Veracruz, Mexico, with Son Jarocho, an amazing tradition that also brings in the cajon. You can find it in Bomba and Plena with the different... Afro-Caribbean traditions that Hector Lugo and Pali bring to that class. It's amazing. Just to to give you a sense of how diverse La Pena is, we have a queer country quarterly kickoff with Sugar and the Salt, a country folk band. We have Arabic-inspired dance, Danza Arabia, Indie Rock Night with Frontiers, My Evergreen Soul, and Orquesta La Moderna Tradicion, an amazing Cuban dance performance. So if you love timba and you love salsa, come check out the dance party. And so we're going to continue with that open and inclusive kind of programming, but it's also going to be a place where you're going to be able to find roots, traditions, centered in one amazing art center and, and see the different ways in which they speak to one another.
4: Could you remind us again of the dates of the anniversary events from what day to what day?
6: It starts this Thursday, June 4th, and goes Thursday through Sunday every week and weekend through June, and it goes until June 28th. You should definitely check our calendar out at lapeña.org.
4: So that's lapeña.org, lapeña.org.
7: From Chile Violeta Parra, you can find so many great songs from her. Actually, she was a really good artist, all the areas <laughs> arpillera, greda, she was amazing. And this is a really good song for all the people who have their little gardens. This is La Jardinera. Para olvidarme de ti, voy a cultivar la tierra, en ella espero encontrar remedio para mis penas. Aquí plantaré el rosal de las espinas más gruesas tendré lista la corona para cuando en mí te mueras para mi tristeza violeta azul, clavelinas rojas pa' mi pasión y para saber si me corresponde desojo un blanco manzanillón si me quieres mucho poquito nada tranquilo queda mi corazón cogollo de toronjil cuando me aumenten las Penas. las flores de mi jardín han de ser mis enfermeras y si acaso yo me ausento antes que tú te arrepientas Heredarás estas flores, ven a curarte con ellas Para mi tristeza violeta azul, clavelinas rojas pa' mi pasión Y para saber si me corresponde desojo un blanco manzanillón Si me quiere mucho, poquito, nada, tranquilo queda mi corazón. Y para saber si me corresponde, sos un blanco manzanillón. Si me quiere mucho, poquito, nada, tranquilo queda
4: mi corazón.
6: Bravo.
4: <laughs> you just heard Mideya Herrera singing a song by the Chilean songwriter Violeta Parra. And Violeta Parra is on the very mural at the front. She's almost the mother of La Peña, or as you called her, the grandmother of La Peña. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you. So thank you so much, Mireia and Erin for your appearance here on La Raza Chronicles. Gracias. Thank
6: you so much for the invitation. It's been really an honor.
4: Un placer. Thank you.
8: Una hoja en blanco Es lo que necesito Donde la ansiedad y la apatía se oculte, donde la ansiedad y la impaciencia se refugie, donde la ansiedad y la impaciencia se refugie. Aliviando mis pesares va la hoja de papel Convirtiéndose en aliada De los asuntos del ayer Ligerita quiero ser Ligerita quiero ser Así de blanca Como una hoja de papel Así de blanca yo te pido, donde la soledad y el corazón se junten, donde la soledad y la conciencia se dibuje. conciencia se dibuje aliviando mis pesares va la hoja de papel convirtiéndose en aliada de los asuntos del ayer Ligerita quiero ser Ligerita quiero ser así de blanca
0: see, to La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza, we have in the studio with us one of our favorite singers, Diana Gameros. She's originally from Ciudad Juárez, México. She lives in the Bay Area and she is one of our favorite musicians because she sings about love, she sings about how to make the world a better place, and she sings with hope and with positivity. And thank you so much, Diana, for joining us. Thank you, Julieta. Diana will be playing along with María José Montijo as part of the San Francisco International Arts Festival this Friday. So she will be playing at Fort Mason and playing some songs that a lot of our listeners haven't heard. You're doing something a little different now. You're collaborating with Maria Jose Montijo, who along with being a wonderful singer, she also plays the harp. And you're playing some new songs, some new elements that you're incorporating. So Diana, tell us about what people will be able to hear if they are able to attend the concert this Friday.
9: Yes, yeah, so Maria Jose and I are working on some songs along with our original tunes, some songs from from legendary women songwriters from Latin America and those include Violeta Parra from Chile, María Elena Walsh from Argentina. She was mostly known for writing songs for children, but there are just beautiful songs that we decided to include her as well, along with Silvia Resach from Puerto Rico, uh, another really beautiful piece from Chabuca Granda from Peru. And then we're just going to share um, stories behind our songs of, you know, stories that deal with movement, migration, love, and revolution. So it's going to be an intimate but powerful set. So you're going to play for us one of the songs that you're
0: going to feature on Friday to give people a taste of some of the many wonderful songs that are classics to a lot of us, but they are going to have a different twist, because you and Maria José Montijo together have a really unique sound. So
9: what are you going to share with us? Um, I wanted to share with you this song by Violeta Parra that I absolutely love just because of the way she talks about love and all the truths that she tells us through this song about life, about life when you are 17 years old. And the song is called Volver a los Diecisiete
8: los 17 después de vivir un siglo es como descifrar signos sin ser sabio competente volver a ser de repente tan frágil como un segundo volver a sentir profundo. Como un niño frente a Dios Eso es lo que siento yo En este instante fecundo Se va a enredar. ¿Qué puede el sentimiento? No lo ha podido él saber, ni el más claro proceder, ni el más ancho pensamiento, todo lo cambia el momento, ¿cuál más? condescendiente nos aleja dulcemente de rencores y violencias solo el amor con su ciencia nos vuelve tan inocentes se va enredando enredando
0: That was... Voz y Guitarra, Diana Gameros, and I'm sure you all could feel the energy and the beauty of this classic song that really just, I think, speaks to us on so many levels. So if you want to experience some of this magic, fortunately, Diana will be playing with Maria Jose Montijo this Friday. So Diana, why don't you tell us a little bit about Maria Jose Montijo, like, because she has such a, also a very unique flavor to her sound.
9: Yes, I fell in love with Maria Jose's voice and her style of playing the harp and and just her energy. A while back when I heard her on a farmer's market, she was on the floor playing her harp and um, she has a very angelical voice, but also a very powerful one. And so she uses her voice in, in ways that, that are just really exciting and give so much to a performance. And for me to be singing with her is just such a joy and just, I mean, I love that woman. And so when you come out to our concerts, this is um, probably the third or fourth time we play together. And I don't know, it's just like you said, I mean, it really is magical, at least what I feel towards her. And I hopefully I think she feels the same about our collaboration. And so you can experience that magic. So not not just through the music, but I guess through the the energy that it's transmitted in the in the room. Plus, these songs are really powerful too. the lyrics of, you know, what these women were writing about were, were things that, yeah, that connect us to, you know, to the soul and to, to the revolution and to the, to things that were happening at at their time and and so we're really excited to be able to share these songs that i'm sure some of you may have heard some of the songs but i think some of these are going to be relatively new and so we just can't wait to do this plus this is going to be my last public performance for for a little while so um i would love to see many of you there sharing this night with us you played in studio. We're actually going to play a track off of
0: Maria Jose Montijo's EP. So why don't you tell us the name of that song?
9: Yeah, this is a song that is on her EP called Estrellas. Is the name of the EP. But this song is called Cura. Maria Jose comes from a background of... You know, she's she's actually studying medi- Chinese medicine, and so a lot of her lyrics talk about our connection with with our body and and with nature and and the connection between the two. And so there's a lot of soul and heart in her music. So this song is called Kura.
0: You just heard the song Cura off of Maria José Montijo's EP Estrellas, and she'll be playing with Diana Gameros, who just blessed our studio with a live song that she will be playing as part of this performance, so tell us more details
9: about the performance this Friday. Yes, so this is a performance where Maria Jose and I are going to be playing duets, so we're going to be on stage together the whole time, um, you know, harmonizing and sharing parts in the songs. This Friday, June 5th at 9.30 p.m. at Fort Mason Center as part of the San Francisco International Arts Festival Yes, you can visit my website uh, for more information as well at dianagameros.com. That is um, dianagameros.com, and we hope to see you there. And you can purchase tickets at my website, which is dianagameros.com. That's d-i-a-n-a-g-a-m-e-r-o-s.com. Muchísimas gracias, Diana. We look forward to seeing you at this
0: performance and enjoy your music that fills not only your heart but your
9: soul. Thank you, Diana. Thank you so much for having me, Julieta. It's always a a joy to be here.
4: an important calendar announcement. On June 7th at 7 p.m., you can see Bag Ladies Butterfly Blues, a multimedia production by Richmond Youth. A prestigious group of young writers in Richmond are using theatre and poetry to examine community stories around gender and relationships. How has Richmond become a center from which young writers make waves? A good place to look for answers is the RISE Center, where Richmond youth experience regular writing workshops, where they created Bag Ladies Butterfly Blues, and you can see it June 7th at 7 p.m. at De Anza High School, 500 Valley View Road, El Sobrante. Bag Ladies Butterfly Blues, June 7th at 7 p.m. at De Anza High School.
0: You've been listening to La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza. Tonight's program was produced by Kayla maholin Nina Serrano, myself, Julieta Cusnid, and Vanessa Bohm. To stay up on our news, like our page on Facebook. That's La Raza Chronicles on Facebook. And you can also listen to this show or past shows at soundcloud.com slash La Raza Chronicles. Muchísimas gracias y buenas noches.